0: Hello for another episode of the Shoot the Moon podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those regular listeners, you know that uh, here at Revenue Rocket, we do a weekly podcast on, on trends and topics within the merger and acquisition and or growth strategy arena. Uh, here at Revenue Rocket, we're the world's premier uh, M&A advisor and growth strategy firm for IT services companies worldwide and we're excited to have you with us excited for our topic today and and I'm joined by our partner Ryan Barnett our founding partner Mike Harbath is away this week uh, so uh, when the cat's away the mice will play how are you doing Ryan
1: yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, you know, Mike was going to call in, but he is uh, battling the mosquitoes up in the in the Boundary Waters. So we we wish him luck on his uh, canoe trip and congratulations to uh, to Mike's son who just recently graduated high school. So, uh, good, good, big congrats to the team.
0: Um, Exciting times for sure. What are we talking about today, Ryan?
1: Yeah, you, know, you know, something uh, extremely important in the process and something that uh, a few of you who listen to this podcast may be going through soon or just, or just went through. Um, today we're talking about how do you break the news to your team that you just sold your company? And uh, think about this. You, you've just gone through an emotional process. You've, you've found a, a, a suitor that has the right uh, strategic fit and the right cultural fit. Um, you hopefully found the right financial fit that allows you to um to uh really advance the company to the next stage and, and helps you personally um but oftentimes we're dealing with founders that have really put their heart and soul into a company and and with that you have built such a loyal base of employees who you want to see succeed and so uh Sometimes telling them that you've sold your business can be a, a, a terrifying prospect. Uh, and we want to walk through the options here today of what it, uh, how to do that and, and some, uh, tricks or trips, uh, or different ways to think about how, how to address that. So Matt, why don't, why don't you get us, why don't you get us rolling here?
0: Sure. Yeah. And, and let's kind of back up first and, and talk about the different Sort of levels of communication, you know, throughout the process, right? Um, and you know, once a, a, a firm has made the decision, um, you know, and and many of the uh, many of the clients that we work with are you know founder led businesses, um, and so you know, uh, as Ryan, as you mentioned, Ryan, it can be an emotional period. Um, uh, uh, turning a uh, closing of a chapter uh both personally and professionally and and uh, yet obviously extremely important um, you know sort of uh, getting paid back for um, your life's effort and, and the the risks that that you've made in in growing a company and developing a company and at the same time built you know really strong relationships with you know team members um who've who've you know been your partners uh, either you know uh, partner the actual shareholders in the business or partners in in helping you grow the business right and so there's a lot there um and and when you've started the process you you know we really advise people to keep that um, knowledge into a very tight inner circle of of um leadership members uh and the reason for that a couple of reasons one is the most important thing that you need to do when you're uh when you're entering into the process of selling your business is to operate as though you're not selling the business right um you're making you're continuing to uh have the business go up and to the right. <laughs> and that is critical. And, um, yet, yet going into process of selling the business can be a distraction. Um, and so you want to limit that distraction, uh, to as few people as, um, as possible. Uh, yet you do need to communicate with a, uh, with your inner circle because they are going to help you. In, in promoting the business and communicating to your advisor and communicating to prospective buyers in preparing information and the like. Um, so that's that first sort of step of communication. Um, and, and then let's kind of move forward. And, uh, you've gone through the process and you've sold uh, or you've, you've, you've entered into a letter of intent and you've started the due diligence process. And um you uh your 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 confidence is growing um that the sale is gonna you know go through and you've got a selected partner and you know who these people are and you've begun to meet them, you've been begun to understand how your business fits into their business, um and and you you have an opportunity to start to to think about that overall communication message to the, the larger organization, you know. And at that time, you may bring a next sort of concentric circle of people into the know. Um, and, and so that may be your marketing and communication individuals to help you shape the message. It could be your sales leaders um, uh, so that they can start to think about uh, how they're going to communicate with their team and they're going to communicate with, um, with existing, uh, customers and, and clients and the like, right? And so at that post LOI due diligence period, you're starting to think about how, um, that message is going to be brought forward to your internal team members as well as your external team members. And then, uh, the transaction occurs. And and the close is in place, and you've got the opportunity to communicate your message to the entire organization at large, as well as um, the customer base. So why don't I stop there, and we'll we'll spend some more time there. But what did I miss yeah. in the? Over-
1: uh, I I think for the most part, you nailed it. And, and if I summarize it a little bit is um, the circle of people who know has got to be really small. So oftentimes that's going to be yourself. That's going to be a trusted financial person and and the partners in your business and your family. Tell <laughs> your husband, your wife, uh, your uh, CFO and you, you might be living um, together in a, uh, a very small trust circle. Frankly, until the deal is is done, so it's 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 fairly common to um, keep that very very tight. If you, um, I, I do would love to introduce the concept here of selling in or selling out. I think there's some that does change on that size of the circle. If you are selling in, meaning you're looking to continue with the firm, uh, potentially roll some equity, continue the growth and potential with the firm for. Uh, well beyond a transition period, uh, you, you might include that small circle to start to include managing directors or people that, uh, understand the transaction and can push that forward. Um, if you're selling out, that circle may remain very tight and it may not, uh, you may not have anyone outside of that, um, yourself, your finance contact know until the, the transaction is complete. So that uh, just the timing of that is, is critical. Um, a lot of this is focused on the risk of the, the transaction, um, where if someone doesn't know the full understanding of the of the deal, they may not be able to um, – they could have an impact or they could do unnatural acts that could, un- act, frankly, unravel a deal. And uh, we have seen cases of that, um, which um, if the wrong person knows and does something malicious, uh, it can make a deal fall apart and and we've seen unfortunate uh, cases of that um but on the positive side you it's we you want to bring in the people only when they really need to know i think that's uh something critical to uh, to to uh, to know in this place
0: yeah i think need to know and or um they're going to be super helpful to uh mm-hmm. helping find the right partner and and execute a transaction, but that's a small group, right? I think that the other point I think is that is critical in terms of why do you keep it, right? It's not, it, it, it's not just operating the business through that, um, that, that transaction period. Uh, and you know, a transaction period is oftentimes, you know, six to 12 months period of time, right? And so we all know that (laughs) if you take your eye off the ball in that period of time, things can, you know, bad things can happen. Also, sometimes deals fall through and, and or um, a decision is made that, Hey, you know what? We're actually going to pull back from selling the business right now for a variety of reasons. It could be, All of a sudden, you you just onboarded, you know, three of your biggest new customers (laughs) in the history of the business. And you know that that is going to create additional value, but it's going to take some time, right? Um, it could be the, it could be the flip side. It could, you know, you could go into a, a bit of a pullback period in the economy or, uh, uh, a large customer, you know, had some of their own issues and they needed to, you know, stop work or, you know, a variety of reasons. For those individuals who are in the know, right, and then, a, you know, they, they start to sort of get into their mindset, oh, wow, we're going to be closing this chapter and starting a new chapter. Well, if that changes that can have an adverse effect on a, you know, kind of a long-term, you know, basis. So just another reason to, to keep that circle tight. But alright, now let's move forward and say, hey, everything executed well. Uh, you kept your, your circle tight, you know, through the process. Um, you found a, a, a great partner, um, that is going to, uh, that, that you've executed the sale with either selling in or selling out, right? And uh, we're at the point of needing to communicate to the team at large. What do we do now, right? Uh, you know,
1: I, I, I've been through this, and, and sometimes it, it depends on your your role and where you're at in at the company. Um, yeah, when a, a company I was with was acquired, uh, I got a call at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night saying, uh, we're selling, <laughs> and I need a press release by 8 o'clock tomorrow. And by the way, you had no idea about this, but it's happening and I need it now. So sometimes you might be in a job function that's required to jump in and required to to help out. Um, and and uh, that's going to be typically, again, a small group. That might be finance. Uh, in my case, that was in marketing uh, and executing the positioning of this to, to the broader market. Uh, I'd say that's typically a little bit of a rarer case, but uh, that that certainly can happen. Um, but I I think the the biggest thing when you're when you're thinking about um, the selling your company, you also have to think about the buyer that's coming with this. And, and and we we think buyers perhaps underthink that first communication. And then and the importance of what that initial release and, and conversation may be and then the subsequent conversations can be. I think oftentimes there's a reliance on the seller to, to break this news. And in reality, you're you're starting on a new chapter together, and buyers really have to be in lockstep in um being able to articulate why a acquisition is happening, why it's beneficial to the team members that are there why it's beneficial to the customer and why there's an opportunity for growth for, for everyone um, everyone there. So uh, next stage here, at least the way I look at it, you're, um, you're typically going to have a, a company meeting and you've perhaps expanded your your trust circles. Um, uh, you've told a few people that this is going to happen. Again, this might be near the day of close. Um uh, and you, you expand that circle lightly. News ends to, news travels quickly, uh, whether you would like it to or not. Uh, but try to uh, keep a, a bit of an embargo as much as you can until a formal communication happens. And then from there, having a, uh, a real, uh, kind of celebration of the event, uh, can be a, an important, uh, important aspect. Matt, is that what you've seen?
0: Yeah, I think you, 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 you nailed, it, I think, some of the most important parts. You know, so let's first, uh, plan with your buyer <laughs> and, and we as, as the advisors actually have a role in this as well, um, to ensure that that message is being, you know, thought through. Um, and, and it's not just, you know, a one-time event. Right. It's it's building a communication plan uh, over time uh, and doing that with the buyer. Um, I think that it's it's got to be rooted in honesty. Right. Um, what were the reasons that, you know, I as a as a founder have chosen that this is a, a right time? Um I think that your point, Ryan, about selling in or selling out is also critical and a, an important part of that communication. Um, uh, it quite honestly, it can be uh, easier when you're selling in, right? Because you, you're there, you're along for the ride. Um, and, um, and I think that that's an important demonstration to uh, both the employee base. As well as to clients. And so think about that aspect of the communication. Other times when selling out, um, you, 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 you're really going to be relying upon the other leaders within the organization, the existing organization, as well as the leaders from the buying organization to carry that message and, and extend that communication plan forward, but rooting it in honesty, um, while also um, you know, honestly speaking, about the potential benefits, right, and 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 the potential benefits to customers um, by coming together uh, with a new party, as well as the um, the potential benefits to um, to the team members themselves. And you know, a, 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 an an example, sort of a general example of 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 those benefits is 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 that you know. Um, growth provides new opportunities, and and you know, I think we've all experienced this, right? When a business is growing, there's new challenges, there's new opportunities, there's um, there's professional and personal growth opportunities, new leadership opportunities, um, new creative uh, opportunities, and and the like. Um, at the same time, it's going to be a learning period. And, and I think that that learning period is both, you know, is a, is an opportunity in and of itself, right? For, for development. But, you know, knowing that, you know, organizations and people are going to need to learn each other and build trust, right? And, um, and build some, some shared experience. So, so I think that those are some of those attributes that, that, you know, we all would, Need to think about. And, um, you know, likewise, uh, Ryan been through the experience and on both sides of the fence um, and uh, executed the communication well in some cases and not so well in other cases. And and, you know, it's just uh, it's it's I, I think it's it's about think of think about uh, getting the train on the right tracks right out of the gate. Right, that's what this communication can do. Um, people are going to continue to look. They're not going to take the first message as as gospel, um, but you're starting that process of building relationship and building trust through this communication.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think a lot of times when an acquisition is sold, people are fearful. Just it's it's the unknown. It's new. And, uh, there's oftentimes a of, well, what if there's redundancies or what if there's, uh, what if they have a different direction? Um, in, in reality, uh, a, a buyer is looking for a strategic combination and there's, they're looking for companies that have the right strategic fit, um, and the right cultural fit. Those are, are two massive components. Uh, I would say the biggest two components of the deal. And so they're, they're in the IT services world uh buyers are typically looking to keep the employment of staff and keep the growth opportunities there. And having that message that you can truly speak on, um do something bigger and better and more efficient and have more fun and in different ways uh, better together is a message that will that can override that fear that comes with that first uh first um first batch of uncertainty. Uh, even on a, on a technical level uh, when you're if it's an asset sale uh, there will be a, a um, you'll be dismissing your employees and hiring them back the same day but making sure that that's a technicality of how the business happens not any reflection come there of their, of their um, personal contributions uh, I think that's an important uh, nuance but uh, something to, to watch out for we're giving the positive on a new New job opportunity. It can be very similar to an old one, but there could be a slight upgrade in that job in the the responsibilities that allow for better growth in a larger company. So those opportunities of of those new chapters um, does really help out um, smooth things along. Um, Matt, once you once your employees know and if they've gone through and been working with HR and, and moving things forward. Um, is, where, where do you put the customer contact in line? And, and some of this may actually do with a stock or asset deal. Um, in, in an asset deal, you're, you're going to be issuing new customer contracts. In a stock deal, um, you're, you're inheriting those contacts, but, um, where, where, in, uh, where do you see customers, um, receiving the news of the acquisition?
0: Well, planfully. <laughs> and, and I shouldn't laugh and make light of it, but you know, we've seen those scenarios where, you know, customers learn, uh, about the news of a sale in an unplanned fashion and they're like, you know, WTF, what is going on? Right. Um, so you really do need, I mean, it's, it's part of that overall communication plan. Um, and, and I think that it, to some extent, it, it depends on the, the level of the, um, customer relationship. And what I mean by level is, is, you know, is this a key customer or is this a new customer or is this a long standing but consistent customer? I mean, so, um, you know, and, and who holds, um, sort of that trusted relationship with the customer um and and so looking at those types of things is going to help you think through that customer communication plan um to your point Brian um uh, news travels fast and and the word is going to be out right so um part of it goes with the press release in in combining with the press release um, but then also that individual, you know, one on one communication uh, with the customer. So, you know, I think that uh, a general rule um, for this communication is to really try to put yourself in the shoes of uh, the party that's receiving the information. And what would you want to hear? Right. Um yeah, for, we talked about some of those things for employees. You, you've got an opportunity to grow. You know, things are stable. This is a good thing. You've got new, you know, benefits or et cetera, et cetera. Um, those are things that are important to hear from an employee perspective, from a customer perspective. Stability is number one, right? Things are stable. Right, we're in a good position. You are going to continue to receive the service that you've been receiving, um, and, and and right, we have an opportunity to in, talk to you about some 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 new things, right? Some new opportunities as well. But stability is 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 critical. Um, two, relationship, right? Is a, who who is responsible for the relationship? Is that changing? Right. And and communicating how how a customer should be communicating with you as the as the uh, supplier, or the vendor or the partner. Um, that's a, another key attribute of the of the discussion, Um depending upon, again, whether or not you're selling in or selling out. If you're selling in, that's a, a, a key message to deliver that the team members that you've been working with are. are are planning and and going to be the team members that are going to be you know within the business moving forward um and then obviously an aspect of the communication is is who who is this new party right um who who are these people and what do they do and what are they all about and uh and who are they um so i think that that's a, a sort of another key aspect of that communication so Planfully. It's not a one-time event with customers either. Um, think about those key attributes that you would want to hear if you were a customer. Um, and, uh, and then who is delivering the message, right? Is it the CEO? Is it, you know, uh, uh the sales team? Is it a variety of, of, of those individuals collectively? Um, that's another, you know, sort of important aspect to, to this overall communication.
1: Yeah, I think, I think those are the big areas. I, um, I think I did a great job here, Matt, walking through that. Um, if I, if I build a bit of a summary here, uh, keep it, keep the circle tight, uh, and to the people who know about the deal. So keep that small yourself, a trusted financial partner. So start with that. Um, but once you do uh, finally come to the close, uh, you can start to uh, bring in partners within the deal and rely on your buyer to help communicate to your team a broader vision of the company uh, and a broader vision of what life is better together. And, and the message within that is really you're positive for the next stages of the future. Uh, you're introducing a new buyer who brings employees and customers new possibilities and, and new opportunities. Um, you'll have empathy and understanding there's going to be positive change. Uh, but the change can be hard and we can get through that. Um, and ultimately uh, everything will be better together. Um, once the, your team, um, knows and, and again, technically through either, uh, there may be a press release. Uh, There may be an internal uh, communication uh, via your most popular communication channel. I recommend even most of the time we've seen this as a live event where uh, an all-company meeting. Once you have that meeting, you're going to talk to the positive of that deal and and those new opportunities. Um, From there, it's ongoing communication. A transaction is a point in time. A close is a point in time. Typically, that celebration of that time might be um, you. your wife and a bottle of champagne, but you're quickly moving into that next stage of continual communication and post-merger integration together with your buyer to help look at the success of the business um, going forward. So plan for that communication to be consistent and deliberate. And uh, lastly, uh, the communication doesn't end with your employees. It really stretches to your vendor partners and then stretches to your, um, to your customers. And having that same care that you had with your employees is critical to continuity within their relationships as well. Uh, Matt, what, what did I miss?
0: Well, the only thing, and, you know, we built up a, a good deal of trust amongst ourselves here, Ryan. So I know that, I, and I know you very well. I know you intended to say wife, husband, or partner that you're going to, you know. uh Exactly. That you're going to open that bottle of champagne with. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm pretty sure that we, 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 we covered it. So we'll get our founding partner back maybe next week or shoot. I don't know. When is he coming back? Good for Mike to be able to go out and celebrate with his, with his son. Congrats to, to him and to Charlie, but let's tie a ribbon on it. For this week on the Shoot the Moon podcast, we hope that uh, this was helpful and informative. And we hope you come back and join us next week. Thanks, Ryan.